This is Advanced Autonomy, I'm Luke Renner. My guest today is Jason Kanegi. He's recently joined the Syngin team, focusing on strategic business development. Jason has decades of experience in tech and enterprise business, with hundreds of patents and dozens of product successes in the mobile computing space. Jason has spent a lot of time working from 2G to 5G and led the business's strategy in creating Qualcomm's 5G patent portfolio. His knowledge of 5G applies to connecting all types of devices and to increasing autonomous technologies. In this conversation, we'll discuss the intersection of 5G and autonomous vehicle deployments. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the show. Great. Thanks, Luke. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'd like to start by asking you, what are the differences between 4G and 5G as it relates to industrial use cases? Right. Yeah. So the the main factor that people need to understand is it's is all about access. Prior to 5G, uh, cellular wireless networks were, for the most part, just not available to enterprises. And so okay. that's a big function that has changed um, with 5G. Uh, there's now the capability um, for enterprises to get cellular technology. Uh, there's several things came into play to make this happen. The key word that I think people need to understand uh, here um, for for this this access topic is is a term called private networks. And uh, and private networks are it's pretty descriptive of what it is. It is a it's a implementation of cellular wireless technology for an enterprise or for any type of entity, let's call it to use. And entities can be things like schools, military bases, hospitals, things like that. But, but as it relates to enterprise, there are things like ports, factories, warehouses, those sorts of type things. And so mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming. Um, there's been this uh, desire to have this. Uh, the, the cellular ecosystem has been very mobile network operator focused towards kind of consumer applications for, for previous Gs. But there's been this kind of, even in 4G, it started, the, 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 the motion started going back a couple Gs, 3Gs into 4G to to bring this capability for enterprises to use it. And through the development of the standards, it's finally here, essentially, with 5G mm-hmm. through this concept of private networks. That makes sense. So the use case for 5G is relatively clear for a consumer, right? Trying to get more data out of their mobile phone, faster downloads, faster streaming. What makes 5G attractive um, for these enterprises that you're talking about? Is it just faster data speeds? Lower latency. Uh, the keywords I'll say here are are reliability, availability, and performance. And and um, what I mean about reliability and availability, it's if you're if you work within uh, operations within an enterprise, you know you need extreme reliability, you, you know very high reliability and availability. Mm-hmm. Um, five nines of availability, available ninety nine point nine 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 percent of of the time, you need your systems online and. And again, back to kind of like, um, you know, these features that existed in home networks and, and, and consumer private, uh, consumer cellular and Wi-Fi networks. Um, to some extent, um, it's, it's not as important. Um, for enterprise, it's critically important. And, and Wi-Fi, although it's made a lot of great improvements over the years that make it more available to things like office environments, things like that. Um, Mm-hmm. It's it's just it wasn't ever designed um, with the intent that cellular was was designed for and and cellular as I think folks know um, it's used uh, in it's a very reliable technology the White House uses cellular technology 
you know, public safety, um, emergency services use cellular technology as well, right? So it's, it is mm-hmm. known in non-private networks, if you will, to have a very high quality of service and very high reliability. Uh, that's now available um, now through this private network concept with 5G for enterprises as well. So that, pri- that, that, that reliability, that availability, that's a key kind of game changer here um, through, again, the implementation of private networks. And, and those performant things uh, matter as well. You mentioned two of them. Um, one of them was uh, latency. Another one in, in the industry term is enhanced mobile broadband, more data, kind of right, more bandwidth. Um, the third that that is worth mentioning here in, in terms of this, you know, the performance um, word that I that I referenced earlier, um, the the scalability and 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 there's something called a, the massive Internet of Things within within the 5G and wireless industry. Mm-hmm. And that basically just means um, you can have dozens, hundreds, thousands of devices connect on onto a onto a 5G private network um, and for large enterprises, even medium-sized enterprises that are, that are, you know, pursuing autonomy, in some cases, doubling autonomy month over month, um, mm-hmm. having that ability to add um, dozens of devices, it's something you can't do uh, on other wireless technologies. You can do it using ethernet wires, right? You know, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously you, you can't, there gets to be a point when you can't have, you know, when you can't have any more wires and wires literally get in the way. And maintaining all those wires, and so again, that reliability, that availability, and that performance, along with that reliability and availability, makes um, 5G and private networks kind of provide the ability to have wireless wires, like wireless Ethernet wires, essentially. Got it. So it sounds like really 5G isn't coming to replace 4G as much as it's coming to replace Wi-Fi. It's a debate. It, it's it, there's all kinds of opinions on this, you know, with within the various industries. Um, there. And, and I don't know whether it would be, I mean, it, it's not going to replace Wi-Fi or Ethernet. It, it, it's not like a zero-sum game or, or a binary sort of type switch here, kind of, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Wi-Fi existing on current spectrum that it's, that it's existed on, like 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, that's not going anywhere. There's a lot of utility for cellular data offload, you know, for people to be able to check their email on their smartphones, those sorts of type things. Very useful, kind of right. You know, and there's mm-hmm. other uses for it as well. Ethernet is also very useful. I mean, frankly, the the access points, whether they be Wi-Fi access points or 5G access points in a private network, those access points are connected by Ethernet, of course, right? So Ethernet's not going away as well, and there's cases okay. in which it makes sense. Um, but for the types of uses that that uh, enterprises, industrial grade enterprises need. Um, yeah, the, um, cellular is an inherently superior and, and very sensical technology for them, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. so there's a bit of these things can all coexist. They can all get along, right? You know, and they have their very different purposes for machines that need, you know, just for example, high speed manufacturing, high speed production in which the front end of a, of a manufacturing line is communicating with all points you know, uh, down to the uh, quality assurance, you know, final steps of a manufacturing line. Those things all connected together using AI as well to make adaptations to the production process. Um, uh, you need that sort of ultra low latency and you need the reliability. There can't be dropouts. I want to go back to something that you said a little earlier. So the wired internet connection is what connects to 5G. So does that imply that 5G only works in places where there's an internet connection? 
no, no. Actually, that's a great question, by the way. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's the ability to have, um, these things function in a standalone way. I'll go ahead and say, kind of like Sinjin as well, right? I mean, to, to get um, Sinjin autonomous systems uh, can run entirely and run great entirely disconnected, right? And so, mm -hmm. so with a with a um, with a five G private network, uh, there are some benefits to having connectivity back to a backend, if you will, right? For for remote administration and things like mm -hmm. that, kind of right, you know. Um, but, but as, but really as once you get the network set up, right? And once you get it provisioned locally, you can have all of the equipment be on, on premises, right? You know, and, mm -hmm. and in that point, uh, at that point, it just runs as, as long as it has power, right? You know, like electricity, mm -hmm. um, then it can run without any connection back to, uh, uh, to, to the internet or to a backend. That is, that's completely feasible with 5G private networks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've talked about the connectivity capabilities. We've talked about the security features. Um, I'd like to ask you, like, if you're, you know, a, an enterprise listening to the show right now, what are some signs that they may see in their business that they're ready for 5G or should explore 5G? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, there's all, all kinds of analogies, um, enterprise world to the home world, you know, that, that can be made that are maybe helpful in this case, right? And so, so folks have seen, people are pretty used to Amazon Echo devices, you know, being, being added onto their network, right? And their home and, and attaching, um, light bulbs, you know, and in some cases, even door locks and things like that mm -hmm. as well, right? And so, so the genie's out of the bottle a little bit in this regard, you know, on a, on a individual kind of consumer level, right? You know, um, and and up until now, up until 5G, that that really wasn't quite as as safe and possible because back to some of your previous questions, security um, now um, and as well as just the very first question here, access. So now access is becoming available through these private networks. It's secure. And these concepts in terms of like the value that you get by adding all these things onto your network, right, and, and allowing these things to be um, connected and wirelessly connected. Um, not to just oversimplify it and, you know, make, you know, oversimplify it and dumb it down too much, but just that concept applying to enterprises is a natural mm -hmm. kind of organic, um, realization that I think enterprises will have. The, the, the other, another factor that I'll say here is just everybody, all enterprises need to increase productivity and efficiency. They must, mm -hmm. they must constantly do that. Right. And there are, and there are uh, a, a certain amount of, uh, you know, maybe cutting edge, maybe bleeding edge, but there's a bunch of enterprises that are pursuing autonomy, right? That are ahead of the pack, right? In some ways, right? You know, and these sometimes they're doing it privately, you know, and not telling anybody about it. But there's enough out there as well that 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 the genie is a bit out, out of the bottle on this one that auton autonomy matters, right? You know, and so and so if you want to increase autonomy. You know, um, and, and you need your, your machines to connect to each other or some level of connectivity, if not constant connectivity, um, mm -hmm. even in intermittent connectivity. Uh, and you want to double autonomy month over month, as I referred to before. Um, you're, you're going to need to, you're going to need a method to do that in a scalable way. 
Reading between the lines here, it sort of sounds like that enterprise organizations will not be able to realize kind of the full vision of the fully connected Internet of Things warehouse or Internet of Things factory, fully automated, um, fully autonomous without making an investment in connectivity solutions like 5G. Is that overstating it or? I, I don't, I don't think it is overstating it. I think there's great things that you can do today, right? You know, utilizing, you know, digitally modernizing and utilizing, um, great, I'll say kind of like, uh, standalone, uh, disc, you know, even unconnected, um, implementations. Sinjin mm -hmm. offers some great ones there, right? For example, right? Um, um, but longer term, and when I say longer term, I mean a low number of years. I mean, you you really right. do need to plan for this. So I'd like to shift the conversation. Um, I want to talk about how 5G is going to impact the deployment and development of autonomous vehicle technology. So, you know, one of the thing one of the things about Sinjin's AV tech is that they work at the edge, which is to say that companies don't necessarily need to be connected and online in order to deploy an autonomous vehicle. That being said, connectivity does mean that companies get access to data pipelines and the system will automatically integrate new insights uh, from our AI models. 5G represents the next generation of connectivity as we've discussed. So I'm wondering how are you imagining autonomous vehicle deployments will shift once 5G becomes more widely available? The first I would just say would be um, more connectivity, even for discrete kind of like a focused um, type tasks, uh, more connectivity is better. And so in, a, in an environment in which an autonomous vehicle is operating, um, layouts change, you know, um, buildings change, the insides of buildings change, meaning that um, uh, new workers come online, um, racks and shelving moves uh, to a particular area, um, and, and modifications to, you know, the, you know, uh, various processes, frankly, outside of, of the, of the, of the realm of, of, a of a, of an existing track for an autonomous vehicle change, right? You know, and so, so having that, that kind of more regular, uh, connectivity and contact just, just simply brings you the massive value of being able to, to make updates and make adjustments, um, more real time, essentially, right? To, to have, mm -hmm. To have these things um, happen, you know, I'll say kind of like semi-automatically, kind of right, you know, um, as opposed to uh, having to have the um, the autonomous vehicle, um, you know, be updated, you know, nightly or or relearn on itself in some downtime mode, right? You know, they they will be able to be updated, um, I'll say, you know, somewhat continuously, right, by having by having such connectivity because. Change does happen. The, the workplace environment does happen, right? You know, both in terms of the physical layout of stuff, um, as well as processes kind of all around in that stuff. And by having that, that connectivity or constant connectivity, um, you'll, you'll be, you know, that, that will just happen. And it's a huge deal. Um, just much more, um, real time, if you will, right? You know, and, and that's a big benefit when time matters, right? You know, um, mm. the second I'll say will be interaction, right? You know, and, and whether it's autonomous vehicles interacting with each other or whether it's autonomous vehicles um, interacting with with other elements within the system. And that may be a, a robot arm picker or something, right? You know, that that itself um, has been updated, you know, or, or its task that it, it's doing has been updated. 
and and that can change the the cadence or or the or the approach of of the of the autonomous vehicle that that you know goes to have a pickup or drop off um, at, at that robot arm at that stationary robot arm picker for example right you know and mm-hmm. so so having connectivity amongst devices again it can be autonomous vehicles connectivity from kind of like a a fleet orchestration standpoint or it can be to many other things such as again um, automated picking arms or or even just um, new pickup drop-off stations to humans as well right mm-hmm. and so so those are the two things you know I, I think kind of like real-time connectivity for real-time changes and then and then an expansion of, of being able to work more efficiently by being able to uh, you know orchestrate and connect um, with, with mm-hmm. other devices for efficiency as well yeah, it sounds like 5G is going to create a lot more opportunities for these assets to talk to one another and sort of coordinate um, coordinate their efforts system wide. That's, That's really right. interesting. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. connectivity connectivity is really um, like no human wants to be you know wants to decrease their connections to other people generally. I mean, other than you know your odd hermit or something perhaps, right? But but it's pretty well known that. That, you know, once you know what you're doing, you know, and once you're comfortable with an environment, when you make more connections in that environment, good things will do, more interactions will happen, more innovation, more invention, more positive outcomes will happen. I think that kind of applies to uh, to autonomy as well. You know, um, uh, yes, uh, Sinjin systems support um, great uh, offline capabilities for specific tasks, um, but but as you start to add that connectivity, um, the possibilities, uh, still preserving the, the, the performance of, of that existing task, of course, um, but, but it allows more opportunities to develop as well. And, and that's kind of, that's the promise and that's the future. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty straightforward reality, you know, and we're on a good track to achieve it. Well, Jason, I really appreciate this. This has been a super interesting conversation. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. My pleasure. The Advanced Autonomy Podcast is hosted and produced by Luke Renner and is brought to you by Sinjin. Sinjin's versatile autonomous transportation technology brings advanced self-driving capabilities and enhanced data insights to the vehicles you already own. Learn more by visiting cyngn.com.